0: The end zone has a man open. Touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to a Monday edition of Locked on Pokes. Glad you're with me. I'm your host, Colby Powell, with you as Always here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the Country, head over to lockedonpodcast.com. You can check out everything that Locked On has to offer, including if you're an Oklahoma or an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder, brought to you by Brady Trantham every single day, doing a great job. The Thunder, the best team in the West the last couple months. So check that out. Locked On Thunder. Also, I want to remind everyone that we are partnered with Boone Pickens State. They do a great job covering Oklahoma State athletics on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow and find them. Boone. Pickens State. Glad to be partnering with them here on Locked On Pokes. All right, let's dive into everything that happened over the weekend for Oklahoma State. It was a huge weekend. Basketball win in Bedlam. Basketball recruiting. Matthew Alexander Moncrief uh, will be touching down in Stillwater as the 2020 class gets even stronger. Victor Hovland breaks through on the PGA Tour. A baseball sweep. A lot of things going on for Oklahoma State this weekend. I'm going to get to all of it between now and the end of today's show. Why don't we start in Gallagher-Iba Arena on Saturday where the Oklahoma State Cowboys, just as I predicted, took down the Oklahoma Sooners. This was just one of those games. I I told you uh, last Thursday. I was out Friday, so Thursday was my Friday. I told you last Thursday, Oklahoma State, saved one half of basketball against West Virginia, has played really well the last few weeks. I mean, Oklahoma State has played good basketball dating back to, let's see, February 5th. OU play, uh, pardon me. Oklahoma State played OU on February 1st. That was the last bad game that Oklahoma State played. After that, it was the win against TCU, the close loss to Baylor, the game where Boynton was ejected. Then Oklahoma State beat Kansas State on the road, beat Texas Tech at home, and then there was one bad half of basketball in Morgantown. And, and the question was, does that bad half – Against West Virginia, linger and does Oklahoma State continue to play poorly, or are they able to bounce back? And I got to be honest, early in that game, it looked as if Oklahoma State might let that linger. Oklahoma State didn't come out of the gate very strong. The Cowboys were down twenty-one to eleven. I'm thinking, okay, what what have I gotten myself into here with this prediction? But then they really turned it on, started playing basketball the way they have for the past few weeks, uh, and it was a pretty thing to watch. It's always just a little bit sweeter beating OU, especially whenever you're down 10 in the first half like Oklahoma State was, come back to lead by six, and, and, and you score 40 points in both halves, something I would have to go back and look, but I, I would guess that Oklahoma State hasn't done that, maybe since they played Syracuse. I, I mean, would there be a time that they've scored 40 in both halves? So they would have had to have gotten to at least 80. They scored 86 against Syracuse. So let's see. Oklahoma State, yep, Oklahoma State scored 43 in each half against Syracuse I don't know that they've done it since then looking efforting efforting uh, southeastern Louisiana are we going to count that doesn't matter because Oklahoma State scored 47 and 35 in that game lost to Iowa State in a game where Oklahoma State scored 82 nope that was 35 and 47 I don't think they've done it again I don't think there's been another time that Oklahoma State has scored 40 in each half there has not There has not. That's the first time Oklahoma State scored 40 in each half since the win against Syracuse, and that was way back on November 27th. November 27th, so about three months went by between times when Oklahoma State scored 40 in each half, and uh, it's fun to watch. It's a lot more fun to watch than those games where Oklahoma State doesn't score for six, seven minutes at a time. It's a lot more fun to watch than that game was against West Virginia this past Tuesday night, where the Cowboys managed 14 points in the second half. That was a fun brand of basketball to watch, and I tell you what, Cam McGriff and Kayla Boone were phenomenal. Cam McGriff is leaving quite the mark on his senior season uh, here late in the season. He, he's been great lately, 28 on Saturday, 28 and 7 rebounds. He played 34 minutes, most on the team, 11 of 17 from the floor, 4 of 6 from beyond the arc. Uh, you know, I've been critical throughout the season sometimes of Cam McGriff's shot selection. I think he shot too many threes throughout the year, but he's been better as of late, he's been much better. As of late, he's got his three-point percentage up over 30 on the season, which, considering where it was uh, midway point in Big 12 play, tells you how well he's been shooting the ball here lately. So uh, he's been great, averaging 11.4 points per game now. That might even be a team high for Cam McGriff. I think he's passed now, Lindy Waters. Let's go look. Yes, Cam McGriff's averaging 11.4 points per game, 10.8 for Lindy Waters, and then 10.7 for Isaac Likely. I'll tell you who's been great lately is Caleb Boone, and that's been uh, an unexpected burst for the Cowboys. You you know, it was supposed to be, this was supposed to be the breakout season for your not for Caleb Boone. Caleb Boone, this was, you know, thought he might contribute, but this was not supposed to be a breakout season for Caleb Boone, and that's what it's turned into the last few weeks. Caleb Boone has been Listen to this, Caleb Boone and Cam McGriff have been the most consistent players, the best players for Oklahoma State over the last few weeks, and Caleb Boone is doing it in limited minutes. Caleb Boone played only 17 minutes on Saturday, had 14 points, six rebounds in that game. Boone's been phenomenal. And uh, let's, go, let's go look at his, uh, at his game log. Let's see how good Caleb Boone has been as of late. Scored double digits in three of his last five. He's only played 20 minutes in one of those games. That was the Texas Tech game where he had 16 points, made 12 free throws. He played 20 minutes in that game. The rest of these games, he's doing it in limited minutes. In that loss against Baylor, he had 10 points, five rebounds. Did it in 13 minutes, four of five from the floor. Against Oklahoma, like I said, 14 points in 17 minutes. Five of seven from the floor. He's been incredibly, incredibly efficient here down the stretch, and he's been one of Oklahoma State's key contributors. I'd like to see a little more minutes for Caleb Boone. I, I think he's earned it. True freshman or no, Caleb Boone has earned the minutes with the way that he's played, and the uh, the win over Oklahoma on Saturday was sweet, sweet, sweet. Not only because it got Oklahoma State back above 500 on the season. You remember I talked about last week, Oklahoma State was 500. They had five games left. Got to win three of them to finish the season above 500. That's something you want to do. You don't want to finish the season below 500, especially after you start a 7-0, and you were 9-3 and at one point. Don't want to finish under 500 and that that win will go a long way toward getting Oklahoma State there because now Oklahoma State has to win only 2 of its final 4 to finish above 500 and the final 4 tonight big monday game at Kansas and the two home games against Iowa State and Kansas State before closing the season out at Texas you have to win only 2 of those to finish the season above 500 that would also get you to 6 and 12 in conference play, which just might get you into the NIT. Oklahoma State would still probably have to win out to have any chance to make the NCAA tournament, which would mean beating Kansas and then winning the final three games of the season. Uh, Even in that case, Oklahoma State still might need a win or two in the conference tournament just because the Cowboys got off to such a disastrous 0-8 start in conference play. That's just tough to overcome. But you just never know. Keep playing good basketball. Let everything else work itself out. It uh, looks like 2020's recruiting class is working itself out for Oklahoma State. I'm going to talk about that on the other side. want to remind everyone to go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater at 617 East Redbud Drive. You can also find them online, livesgf.com. The SGF stands for Simply Green Pharmacy, Pharmacy F a r m hit them up live sgf.com go check out their website you can find out about their patient drives where you can get 60 dollar doctor recommendations best in the state they do that every single wednesday check it out livesgf.com. go see them tell them locked on poke sent you taking a break coming back on the other side Talking about uh, another Canadian cowboy will be joining Mike Boynton's squad next season, only further stiffening the 2020 recruiting class. That's coming up next here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back to Locked on Pokes. Colby Powell rolling along with you here on a Monday. Find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Make sure to find our partners as well at BP underscore State. That is Boone Pickens State on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, BP underscore State. Check them out. You can find everything you need to know about Oklahoma State athletics right there on Boone Pickens State. All right. Matthew Alexander Moncrief is an Oklahoma State Cowboy in waiting. This was big news. We were all waiting for it to break on Friday. A four-star recruit out of Canada was uh, deciding between Oklahoma State, Seton Hall, and Georgetown. Georgetown. Oklahoma State, Seton Hall, and Georgetown. Pardon me, I was looking at his his profile, his recruit profile. He's ranked 93.88 overall. He's the 114th ranked player nationally. And this commitment now gives Oklahoma State Cade Cunningham, who is the number one ranked player nationally. Rondell Walker out of Putnam City West is the number 96th ranked player nationally. Matthew Alexander Moncrief is the number 114 ranked player. Um, I guess internationally, I should be saying, because he is from Ontario, which is not national, but international. Uh, so Matthew Alexander Moncrief, now a hard commit for Oklahoma State. Cowboys also bringing in Montreal Pena. And what's interesting is Alexander Moncrief, immediately upon becoming an Oklahoma State Cowboy, is already talking about JT Thor. You've probably heard the name. J.T. Thor. If you've been around, if you've been paying attention to basketball recruiting, you've heard the name J.T. Thor. J.T. Thor, a younger kid, had reclassified to the class of 2020. And Oklahoma State has been viewed as the favorite in his recruiting. Uh, You know, it's gone quiet lately. There's some rumors that it might get back. He might reclassify to the class of 2021. You know, he can do that. He can decide which class he wants to be a part of. Uh, But Alexander Moncrief Wrote in what do you write in a blog something like that? Sports Illustrated said. Right now, I'm trying to add J.T. Thor to our class. I'm already texting him, trying to see where his head is at with the whole process. I really want him on the squad with us. He said, "Me, J.T. and Cade all played together at the Pangos camp, and we all had a great chemistry out there. So I know it would carry over to next season." He he has he has some interesting stuff to say about Cade Cunningham. When you get a guy like Cade. And, and this is what I said whenever he committed. It's, it's not just the one guy that you're getting. It, it can be a program changer if you play it right in the sense that it is the snowball that starts rolling down the hill and turns into an avalanche. So Alexander Moncrief said about Cade Cunningham, whenever he was talking about Oklahoma State, he said, of course they have Cade Cunningham coming next year too, and that alone made up about 40% of my decision right there. Cade is gone after his first year. We all know that. This is still Alexander Moncrief here. He said Cade is gone after his first year. We all know that, but he's a great player and a guy that I really wanted to play with. We played together at Pangos All-American Camp and we, he's one of the most unselfish Players I've ever played with. He keeps it simple, and that's what my game is all about. His scoring ability is really underrated to me, but just having that element opens up so much more for the offense. Uh, and then he continues and says he was texting me throughout the whole process, just saying, you know what to do and things like that. I know that we're going to make a strong duo. Uh, duo, trio, what, whatever you want it to be. Uh, you know, next season, Oklahoma State is in pretty good shape with uh, Isaac Likely, the Boone Twins, Yorna, Uh, and then of course you have Cade Cunningham coming in, Rondell Walker coming in, Matthew Alexander Moncrief coming in, JT Thor, still a possibility, Donovan Williams, a high recruit, he was getting some love on Twitter this weekend from some of the current Oklahoma State Cowboy uh, commits. So it, it's... There's big things happening right now with Oklahoma State basketball recruiting as uh, the Cowboys are looking to put together a squad next year that could potentially in Cade Cunningham's one year try to contend for a Big 12 title obviously you always have to contend with Kansas Baylor's got good things going on down there Texas Tech has a great recruiting class as well but this now moves Oklahoma State inside the top 10 nationally in uh, in recruiting rankings. Oklahoma State comes in at number 9 just ahead of Texas Tech, Baylor and Kansas. So Oklahoma state currently the number one ranked recruiting class in the big 12 these are the teams that oklahoma state is behind nationally and a couple of these are going to surprise you The a couple of these surprise me kentucky at one no surprise duke at two north carolina at three michigan at four tennessee is at five number six is arkansas which i've never been to fayetteville but Good for Arkansas, I guess. Definitely didn't see that one coming. Uh, Number seven is NC State. Okay. Uh, Again, didn't see that one coming. Number eight, Gonzaga, traditional power. Uh, Number 10 is LSU, one spot behind Oklahoma State, coming in at number nine. So a lot of excitement for Oklahoma State basketball coming in to next season. And I'm glad that the Cowboys have figured a little something out here late in the 1920 season because... You would hate for every bit of excitement that surrounded the basketball program to be drained by this team, you know, going 2-16 and 16 in conference. They haven't done that. Uh, the Cowboys winners of four of their last six in conference play. And tonight, uh, after the break, I'm going to move on. I'm going to talk golf, baseball, wrestling, all that good stuff. Uh, so right now I want to talk about the Oklahoma State-Kansas game tonight. This is a big game for both teams. I, I really wonder where Kansas' head state is at right now. Kansas uh, has lost three games this season. Kansas lost to Duke by two points to open the season. Kansas lost to Villanova by a point. And then earlier in conference play, its third game of conference play, Kansas lost by 12 to Baylor in Lawrence. Since then, Kansas has been, uh, has been just torching pretty much everything in its path. Kansas beat Oklahoma State by 15 at gallagher Arena a month ago on January 27th. Kansas has now won, let's see, they were 12-3, and now they're 24-3, and 12 games in a row the Jayhawks have won. I'm trying to see how many of these have been decided even by single digits. Uh, one, they beat Texas by nine, they beat Tennessee by six, they beat Tech by three, uh, that might be it. They'll beat West Virginia by nine, couple nine-point wins. And then the win Saturday against Baylor, 64-61. to 61. And, and here's what I question about where Kansas is at mentally. You have that big game. You get the revenge over Baylor. You take down the number one team in the country on their home floor, Big accomplishment, big win for Kansas. Now, you turn right back around, and look, Kansas is a much better team than Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State's feeling itself a little bit right now. Oklahoma State has played well in Kansas over, over the years, uh, in Lawrence. This is a game that I think Oklahoma State covers. Spread right now is 14-and-a-half. I think Oklahoma State covers, uh, and I think we could get a more competitive game than people think. I think coming off that big win, it might be hard for Kansas to turn around and get up for the – 8th, ninth, 10th, best team in the conference. It, it just it, – it might be tough for uh, for Kansas. So I think Oklahoma State battles tonight uh, against the Kansas Jayhawks. That's an 8 o'clock game on ESPN. Uh, by the way, uh, conference watch, Oklahoma State 4-10 and 10 now in conference. Texas and TCU both did get wins over the weekend. But Oklahoma State now sits 8th in the Big 12. They're actually tied for 8th with Iowa State, but Oklahoma State has a better overall record. So Oklahoma State now 8th in the conference two games back of Oklahoma, Texas, and TCU. So Oklahoma State still with a chance to get up. You know, if Oklahoma State wins three of its last four, it's possible Oklahoma State could get up to fifth, sixth in the conference. Uh, Probably still wouldn't be enough. Definitely still wouldn't be enough to get them in the tournament, but uh, would certainly look better than finishing eighth, ninth, or tenth in the conference. So hopefully Oklahoma State uh, can fight with Kansas tonight and then have a strong finish to the season against Iowa State, Kansas State, and texas all right that is all for basketball today i want to take a break come back on the other side talk about the baseball teams sweep uh talk about what happened in iowa city last night boy the hawkeyes that is a powerhouse uh we'll talk about that also a cowboy breaks through on the pga tour that's all coming up next right here on locked on pokes back wrapping things up on a Monday. I am your host Colby Powell. glad everyone is with me. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I know I did. It was a good long weekend Friday. went to a concert uh, with my wife in Tulsa. I uh, actually I have a confession to make. So today is February 24th. My lovely wife's birthday is February 25th. That's tomorrow. As of right now, I do not have a card. I do not have a gift. I do not have anything. So I, uh, I've i got some work to do over the next, uh, let's call it 30-ish hours, to get everything together for my wife's birthday. So wish me luck there. I'm taking a bit of a gamble that I'll be able to get it all together before, uh, before tomorrow evening. Speaking of gambling. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy whenever I talk about the lines, talk about Oklahoma State tonight, I like them plus 14 and a half in Lawrence, then you will, uh, will enjoy my new podcast with Andrew Gilman launching this afternoon by the hook is what it's called. We've all if you've ever bet on sports, you've been victimized by the hook. So, buy the hook. That's coming up later today. First episode is debuting. And you can listen to that wherever you get your podcast: Apple Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Spotify, wherever. Tune in. Doesn't matter. You can get it there. Uh, by the hook with Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman coming up later today talking about uh, everything in the sports betting world. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of nonsense in there as well. It'll be a lot of fun. So, check that out. Check out our partners, Boon and State, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, Go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy, 617 East Redbud Drive, in Stillwater. It's at the corner of Redbud and Perkins just across the street from Apple Creek Apartments if you're familiar with Stillwater. I lived in those apartments uh, my senior year in college, so I know the area quite well. Head up there and see them. Great staff, friendly environment. They have the absolute best local, naturally grown products. So go check them out. They will get you taken care of. Simply Green Pharmacy. Tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. All right, let's talk about everything that took place uh, over the weekend that was not basketball for the Cowboys let's start with wrestling because I just want to get it out of the way not great not great in Iowa City for the Cowboys knew it was going to be a tall task for Oklahoma State Whoo, man 34 to 6 Iowa takes down Oklahoma State last night in Iowa City the uh, Hawkeyes are an absolute Juggernaut. It just shows you. I mean, Oklahoma State is a top, uh, top six, seven team in the country. They've been dominating for the better part of a couple of months now in the Big 12. And the gap from Iowa to where Oklahoma State is at—it's 34 to six. That's tough. That's a tough loss for Oklahoma State. So uh, hopefully the Cowboys can bounce bounce back at the end of next week. March 7th and 8th is the Big 12 Championship and then two weeks later will be the NCAA Wrestling Championships in Minneapolis. Uh, so a couple more duels left for Oklahoma State as they look to close the season out strong. The uh, softball team, the Cowgirls, Somewhat of a disappointing weekend in Birmingham, Alabama at the Blazer Classic. Only two and two for the Cowgirls. They lost their first game to Ole Miss, eight to five. Then a couple of one-run games uh, against Louisiana. They beat Louisiana one to nothing on Friday afternoon, and then Saturday morning they lost to Louisiana three to two before defeating UAB three nothing on Saturday afternoon. So the Cowgirls come back home for their first home game. Oklahoma State is now 8-5. and five. They've played 13 games so far this season, three of them on the road, 10 of them at neutral sites. They'll come back to Stillwater on Friday at 2.30 in the afternoon where they will get their home slate started. Doubleheader on Friday and Saturday in Stillwater. Saturday is a good one against Louisville and Oregon if you want to check that out in Stillwater. The uh, the Cowgirl softball squad doing a fantastic job. Once again, Kenny Gajewski has things rolling. Uh, the baseball team gets a series sweep over UT Rio Grande Valley. Good stuff for the Cowboys. Uh, all I know is every time that I looked at Twitter I was seeing Caden Trinkle doing something. A couple of triples, a home run. Oklahoma State had to come from behind actually in the second and third game of that series. So Oklahoma State gets those wins. 17-2 11-7 and 8-4 over UT Rio Grande Valley. So the final I <laughs> season opening series at Allie P. Reynolds Stadium results in a sweep for the Cowboys. Oklahoma State now 5-2 and two on the season winners of 4 straight after dropping 2-3 of three to Grand Canyon to open the season. The Cowboys will play Little Rock in Stillwater at 4 o'clock tomorrow and Wednesday at Allie P. Reynolds Stadium. Then some good baseball this weekend. The Cowboys in the Frisco Classic Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against UCLA, Illinois, and Texas A&M. Sunday marks March 1st, which means that we are in the month just a mere few weeks away from the opening of O'Brate Stadium really excited for that the pictures of it look phenomenal it looks like an absolute world class facility speaking of world class Victor Hovland yesterday in Puerto Rico Victor Hovland breaks through on the PGA Tour what a way to do it oh, that ball went in with some authority too he, he got was to not leaving it short <laughs> Man! Victor Hovland from range, 30-footer to win the Puerto Rico Open. It was the opposite field event. Of course, the WGC Mexico Championships were going on at Club de Golf Chapultepec in Mexico City. So, Victor Hovland in the Puerto Rico Open. Uh, He he really looked like he was going to coast to a win. He was at 20-under with a three-shot lead as he walked up to number 11. And then he makes a triple bogey on number 11. He duffed a chip, just really got himself in trouble. He even acknowledged after the round that he just sucks at chipping right now and he needs to put some work in because he was exposed there on that triple bogey, and he was big-time exposed on that triple bogey. But he does a great job down the stretch, hits some really quality golf shots, had a chip in for Eagle. Uh, he was short-sided on 15, looked like he was dead, had a chip in for Eagle to uh, get himself back up, tied for the lead. And then he birdies the 72nd hole from 30 feet, pours it and it, it kind of reminds me of what Matthew Wolf did last summer at the three and open when he poured in this eagle putt to win on the 18th. Matthew Wolf for eagle and the lead. Settle down. <laughs> oh, My goodness. Matthew Wolfe and Victor Hovland, with all the expectations, both now winners on the PGA Tour within a year of turning pro. Simply phenomenal, both of them doing it in walk-off fashion on the 72nd hole with 30-footers. I I just don't see how it gets any better than that. So, Victor Hovland now, uh, you you know, obviously everything that a win does for you on the PGA Tour. He he claims all that. Huge congratulations to Victor Hovland uh, getting it done. First PGA Tour winner from Norway. So, yes, it was an opposite field event, but, yes, it was a PGA Tour event, and it was a great win, a great finish by Victor Hovland. A fantastic putt on the 18th hole. And it was moving when it hit the hole. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Just go to go to Twitter, search Hovland, and it'll pop up. It'll be one of the first few videos. It was motoring as it hit the hole, and uh, great stuff. Walk off winner from Victor Hovland. All right, that's a walk off for me. Glad everyone was with me today. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Colby J Powell at Locked On Pokes. Follow our partners at Boone Picking State BP underscore State Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And remember to listen later if you. Enjoy a little sports betting to myself and Andrew Gilman. We're going to have a lot of fun on our new podcast, By the Hook. Glad everyone was with me. Have a great day. More tomorrow on Lockdown Post.